Welcome to the conversation at airsafe.com. I'm your host, Dr. Todd Curtis. On October 26, 2010, at the annual conference of the UK Airport Operators Association, British Airways Chairman Martin Broughton called for changes to the security requirements for international flights bound to the U.S. He claimed that a number of elements in the current security program, including separate checks of laptop computers and forcing people to take off their shoes for screening, are completely redundant and should be reviewed. He also pointed out that the requirements for international flights to the U.S. and domestic flights within the U.S. were not consistent. The following day, I spoke with the BBC radio program Europe Today about Broughton's concerns and why these security differences exist. Also interviewed in the following segment was former British Airways executive Jamie Bowden. Well, we're joined now by airline security expert Jamie Bowden. He's worked for BA for more than 20 years uh, in the past, including heading BA operations at Heathrow's Terminal 1 and 4. And, uh, Jamie, uh, what do you make of Mr Broughton's uh, comments today? Well, I think Martin Broughton and then other members of the UK industry are basically articulated a growing frustration that there doesn't seem to be either a cohesive or a consistent policy in airport security uh, around the world. If we look at UK, for instance, uh, UK airports uh, have regulations imposed on them by the UK government, by the EU from Brussels, and also by the US authorities as well. And, and of course, this now leads to inconsistencies across most of the world's major airports. And, of course, most people now, although they fly point to point, there are many people now who fly on three-sector journeys. So they could come from one airport into Britain, onto New York, and then onto a US domestic flight, where, of course, they will have three or four completely different policies. I, I take your point, but that wasn't exactly uh, what Martin uh, Broughton was was saying. He, he was making the point that these, um, these uh, strict rules are coming from the Americans themselves and that they are asking other people to make these checks that they're not following through on their own domestic flights. Well, the US, uh, the US restrictions and the UK or European restrictions are pretty common in most areas. I think what uh, Martin Broughton is also saying is that quite a lot of the restrictions that are placed on foreign airlines that operate into US airspace have these restrictions, whereas US domestic flights don't. And of course, I think your correspondent was right in saying um, a lot of these restrictions were put in as a result of either Richard Reed, the shoe bomber, we had the so-called underpants bomber last Christmas day, who tried to detonate a device between uh, Amsterdam and Detroit. So I can understand why the US authorities are reluctant, in a sense, to let aircraft come into their airspace where they think there could be a threat. But I think if, if the US authorities, the European authorities, people like IATA got together so that there is a consistent policy, I think at least then there will be less passenger frustration. Let's get an American perspective on this then. Todd Curtis is on the line. He's an aviation and security expert based in Seattle. How are these comments uh, being seen in America, Todd? Well, they have to be seen in America and will likely be seen in America based on the context of where American security procedures are coming from. For example, having different procedures for domestic and international flights, that was a common occurrence even before 9-11 and even before Richard Reed. And in fact, that although there have been domestic flights that have been either commandeered, hijacked, or even destroyed on a domestic flight, the reasons they happen didn't have anything to do with international politics or someone trying to make a political point. They were disgruntled employees and people trying to return to their homelands. And so the threat 
for domestic flights has historically been different from the threats to international flights, and the security procedures reflect that. Yeah, I, except that the 9-11 attacks happened on domestic flights. I mean, that's the, the worst um, and, and most successful attack. Well, certainly the 9-11 stands alone uh, with respect to the history of terrorism and hijackings in the U.S., and the procedures that came about because of 9-11 are due, in fact, to that unique difference that that whole set of circumstances had. But in general, over the long term, the threat that they're looking at for a domestic flight is uh, different from international flights, or rather, more precisely, the threat from groups outside of the U.S. are the things that concern the U.S. government greatly, which has led to many of the rules we have in place now. And many of those rules are there to protect uh, domestic flights as well. For example, the no-fly list trying to see if someone is a suspect, even if they're overseas, a suspect of being a, a terrorist, they would be kept off of flights, domestic or international, here in the U.S. I mean, Jamie Bowden, the Americans have got a point, haven't they? Um, there have been a number of uh, attempts and plans, uh, and people who have managed to board planes bound for the States with explosives. I mean, you know, European airports have failed in that respect. Well, I... I think Mr Curtis just mentioned uh, things like no-fly lists. Of course, uh, you know, there are a number of different things that people could put into place, like passenger profile, which, of course, in itself is controversial because it's based on a degree of ethnicity. However, I think if you look at the threats that face the industry, they are dynamic. It's a very dynamic industry. And I think if the industry got together and pulled the best practice in terms of knowledge, technology and intelligence, then I think collectively we could be seen to take away some of these issues that, as Martin Broughton has said, almost now seem to be redundant. As is one of the uh, complaints really about money and how much it costs to have all these extra security checks? I don't think it's about uh, cost. I, I'm absolutely sure that the US and Europe has a very, very strong ethos towards safety and security. And having worked for an airline myself for way over 20 years, um, that's something that airlines are driven by. So I don't think cost is an issue if it's seen to be effective. But because of this inconsistency that there is around the world, there is a, a lot of passengers who are inconvenienced. And a lot of people now in the industry, like Martin Broughton and uh, Barrack, have today come out and said, we need this to be reviewed. And in fact, the British uh, Transport Minister, Philip Hammond, today has also effectively agreed that it needs a rethink and okay. it needs new regulation and new ideas. Todd Curtis, one of the um, perceived issues is that uh, the restrictions only come in after a threat is made. You know, when, when the shoe bomber happened, everybody has to start taking their shoes off. Are these things that uh, should be preempted? Should, should people be looking at it more carefully, the security checks, before these threats happen? Well, I've seen this uh, policy um, prejudice toward uh, taking care of the past event even before 9-11, even with things that have nothing to do with security. That is, in the regular uh, safety side of aviation, often when the major accident happens, there are a lot of rules and changes put into effect that will prevent that previous one from happening ever again. And I see that happening with security as well. Uh, yes, there may be other people who may want to be a shoe bomber, but uh, there is absolutely no political, uh, nothing political to be gained by saying, well, we've done an engineering analysis of this. And given the fact that the average passenger will probably pounce on a shoe bomber, it's not going to happen again. That's not acceptable. There has to be some specific procedure put in place and probably left in place permanently, or else it will be a political price to pay should there be another event. 
Okay, Todd Curtis on the line from Seattle and Jamie Bowden, thank you both for joining us. You're listening to Europe Today from the BBC. For more information on current baggage and security restrictions, please visit tsa.airsafe.org. That's tsa.airsafe.org. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.